0: Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan, this is Demi. What's going on? How are you,
1: Jordan? It's pretty hot in New York today.
0: I'm good, we are running our AC when we're not live streaming, so we can get that cool air, uh, but it's real, the heat is real. We have a very special guest today. You may know her from winning her season on The Voice for Team Kelly Clarkson. Her new EP, Based on a True Story, is out now. There it is. Fire. Let's bring her out, ladies and gentlemen, Bryn Cartelli.
2: Hello. What going on? How are you guys?
0: Great. We are great. Um, this must be a really exciting time for you.
2: Yes, it's been really crazy, and I've, it's just been so exciting just to see all these songs that um, you know mean so much to me, and I've been holding on for a while. They feel like my little babies, and now they're, they don't—they do belong to me, but they belong to the world now, and it's such a weird feeling
0: you know, this, this time for you is really interesting because I think it's fascinating. The reason I wanted to have you on the show is I think it's really interesting. The voyage from winning a singing competition to launching your own career with your own image, with your own songs. So what has that process been like to go from the girl from the voice to a solo Bryn Cartelli EP?
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely has not been easy. There's a lot of, you know, roadblocks and things that, um, you know, make it a little difficult to pursue the path that, you know, a typical artist would want to make. Um, but I was really lucky to have a really good mentors and friends in this industry that were really looking out for me and, you uh, you, you know it was it was a long time it was a long time coming and there was a lot of you know contractual things that I you know couldn't do or I was kind of stuck in a lot of things for a while but um, as soon as I was able to write my own like not write I was always writing music in the whole the whole time but as soon as I was able to really put together a project and um, really dive into this process I was so excited and um, immediately it became based on a true story and I knew. Right away, what not what the title was going to be, but I knew kind of what the intention for the sound and the songs were going to be.
1: Bring us back to the moment that you fell in love with music. Where did it all start with you and
2: your voice? I always was very attached to music. I my mom was ha- having me listen to classical artists when I was really young, and I like I loved it for some strange. I still do, and but my family like nobody's really like a musician or anything. They just really love music. And my dad is really into like, you know, Pearl Jam and U2 and all things that I would at the time when I was younger consider to be like dad rock, but I like love now. Um, And my mom was really big into like big vocalists um, where I carry Whitney, Adele, Stevie Wonder, um, you know, all the Amy Winehouse. Like she was really, that was like a lot of what she brought to me and then somewhere in the middle became what I,
0: like to do well you know when you have this album you have this ep where you can start from scratch you can make it whatever you want to make it so yeah. musically when you were re- writing these songs recording the songs what did you have because you like basically this is your introduction to a, for a lot of people and this is kind of going to be the the foundation of your solo career so what and musically how did you approach
2: this i knew i knew Pretty early, like before we even started um, recording any of this, uh, writing any of this EP, I knew that I wanted to make something that sounded like the foundation of who I am as a singer and songwriter. And, you know, I, I have only written songs in my bedroom before this. So I was like, I was figuring out who I am in a studio, what I like to do, and kind of keeping it bare bones and just making sure the songs are really good and the writing is telling these stories about, you know, I was on a show when I was traveling all the time and when I was writing the EP, I kind of was able to come back and be with my friends and write about their experiences and write about high school in a small town. And it just became a really real and vulnerable process. Um, But I I knew all along that it had to be this like, this is the, this is ground level. And I, I just really love when artists are able, like you can really see them You know, get bigger. The production gets bigger. The stories get bigger. The sound is, and um, I like latch myself onto that. And a lot of my favorite artists, their first projects are super. You know, just the bare bones of what they love to do. And um, there's something so innocent about that. And you know, I just feel like I can't. I I have so many other songs, and there's so many things to show in the future. But I'm like, we can't do any of that if we don't do this first. And you'll appreciate it more, and it will be. I just want people to be involved in the journey with me. So we have to show all parts of that. I'm
1: loving these nails. I'm really loving well, them. Well,
2: like, I've been like chipping them and touching them. It's like so bad. And,
1: <laughs> and, and the necklace too. I feel like we're matching it. Do you have a heart necklace right now? Yes.
2: Me too. I found this at some like crazy thrift store in Brooklyn. And I was really, I had what to What's your them. style? Like, like when you're shopping, what do you look for? Like what's your, what's your buy? Um, I usually like look for things I've never seen before. I tend to like, if if I'm like, oh, I've never this is so strange, like I'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> like if or if like none of my friends have it, I always like to I like to be the trend center of my friend group, even though I don't think they care that much. I love to be the one that's like showing them things before we know it yet. Um or or I love things that like look like they've had a life, especially when I'm buying old. Like I love when they look like it's it reminds I don't know, it gives me a nostalgic feel. I, I'm really random in that way, but I I just love looking for things that um, are unique and really different for me.
0: Are you a retail in a real store shopper or an online depop kind of shopper?
2: I guess both, but like I prefer to be in a store because I'm like a, um, what is it? I mean, I like to touch everything. Like I need to feel, I like, I just want to feel it's soft and comfortable. Um, online shopping gives me a lot of anxiety and I can never pull through, but I do love,
0: there's too many choices, right?
2: Yeah, it's too much. Mm -hmm. It's too much. And it's a lot of pressure. And then I always wonder, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to like, how it fits. Like I need to, I need to like be there in person. I like to talk to the people that work at the store. I like the whole social experience.
0: (laughs) What have you done? Um, it's weird because you're famous from this show, but you're not famous as a solo artist. If you know what I mean? Like you don't Mm -hmm. have, you're not, you didn't come from, you know, nowhere to make a hit song out of nowhere. So um, do you feel kind of lucky that you're kind of in this middle ground that you can go down the street and get recognized, but you can also go down the street and not get recognized. It's kind of an interesting place to be in.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I, after I won the show and there was a lot of, you know, it also has been different because the world has shut down and I got to hide in a mask. And, but after I won, it was a lot of like, you know, it's all of a sudden and it's your name is on a lot of, you know, TV and everything. Um, so I kind of saw what it was like to be not alone, but kind of alone at the top in which like, no, you know, you're the only one that won this thing and you're, you have all this, you know, attention for something that, you know, I didn't really, I didn't do it myself. Like, there were so many things. I mean, it was, every, people did that. Like that wasn't me that, you know. Right. It it's like a
0: product. Different. They were seeing like the product of Bryn, like the package TV yeah, brand, yeah. You know, And this
2: time it's just so different because not only is it just, you know, when I like when people tell me about the songs, or when I see it doing really well, or whatever is going on, um, it, it feels like I'm winning. Even just when we dropped it before anybody even listened to it, it was just like I feel like I'm winning with a team because I have such great people around me, and it's just such a different, um, you know, outlook on it all. And I I'm just like I'm not really interested. Like I obviously I want the whole entire world to hear the music because I believe in it and I love it that much, and I love to play shows. But the idea of fame is like. I, I would. I'm always a very private person, like no matter what, and so I, I cherish that a lot in my life. And um, I just like to comment it in cryptic ways in my songs. So like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. the competition. Awesome. Were you ever like? At what point were you like, hey, what if I won this thing? Like, mm-hmm. I won- um,
2: it was like, I guess like, when you move along and you get closer to the end, it's like only one person dropping a week, and I'm like, you know, we just have to beat at least one. And so then I was like, I think I can maybe at least one.
0: Just maybe. don't be the worst that week. I know, I was That's like, I can't, can't be the worst.
2: Like, but the thing is, everybody's so talented. So it really is yeah, easy yeah, yeah. to be the worst. But I was like, I can't. Maybe I can do it. And I don't know. I never was like, you know, there's a lot of things that come with winning. And they're not all glitz and glam. And so I was like, oh, do I want to win? We didn't even know. It was just like a crazy thing. I feel like a lot of what happened with me and my journey from then on, even before that, was a lot of fate. like. Things when people were falling into my lap and I did not expect it or see it coming, and I I didn't know the reason at first, or um, it all c- clicks afterwards for me. And I, I've just been really lucky that it's happened multiple times um, in my like the beginning of this career that I'm starting. And uh, you know, it's it was very strange. I remember like all of us. Oh my dad in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you know I'm, it's you, I'm glad <laughs> it's your dad and not a stranger. That would yeah, be bad. I imagine a guy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just like, I had no idea. My, like my family and I, nobody knew, I feel like it was until the very end. I mean, we my parents were like, I feel like she might've won. And then,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah. Speaking story. of your parents, I, I, I read an article you did, uh, an interview you did with American songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned your mom specifically about how supportive she was. And that's the strangest thing about when you have a, a, a son or a daughter who's, looking at this music career, you have to kind of, you know, it's kind of an awkward thing because on one hand you want to be supportive. On the other hand, you want to be realistic. So I'm curious about how your parents saw your music career, how supportive they were and how they helped guide you and, you know, give you stage time places, stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I mean, they were crucial and they, I wouldn't, I know I would not be where I am without them. Like for sure. I, I was the kind of like little kid that like needed their, I really needed their validation. I was like, this is cool, right? Like when I was younger, like playing really terrible songs on the piano. Um, it was, I mean, I started going in the voice and they were, I was in middle school, right? And the voice Yeah, you were
0: 14 or 15, right? When you. Yeah, well,
2: when they first did, I was like, I had just turned 13. So I was wow. really, really young. And, um, you know, my family's obviously protective and they don't want me to get like screwed over by, for lack of better words, by, you know, anybody. So they were very protective. And, um, you know, I just, I. I just was like, no, we got to at least try. And they were kind of with the same mindset, like this opportunity, like is repeatedly presenting itself to us. Like we never went and chased for it. It just kept, it just kept coming. So I was like, I feel like we have to just follow and see where it goes. And sure enough, I'm really, everybody's really glad that we did. Um, And that's kind of been our outlook on everything to do with my music. And they have a lot of trust in me and um, you know, my team and who we work with, and they're, but they're really a big part of that too. Especially my mom, since she travels with me like everywhere. So yeah, it was so weird. I, I mean, that first time that I did it, I, I was like obviously the youngest. I've never, my, I don't really know a lot of musicians. Most of my friends play sports. Um, that's like my town. It's a big sports town. And I, um, you know, I just like only knew that. And so when I met all these really talented people, my first time auditioning, I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. Uh, You know, it was such a eye opening experience, like, oh, there's people out there like me, um, or that love the same thing that I do. Uh, And then the second time, well, I didn't, then I didn't make it like that far. In the first process, when I first went around, and then they called me as soon as I got home, saying, "Can you come back?" And that's again, we did the whole like, I guess if it comes to me, we got to do it. So I went back in season first season fourteen, and that's when I was like, "Okay, this is game time. Like, we're not going to mess around now. Like, we got to, we got to do it." So
0: you said you're in between New York and Boston. Is kind of like where you're, and, and you still you're are you you in LA now? Or you know your dad's there, so you're you're like you're like still yeah I'm home I'm, I'm home
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of back and forth from New York a lot. I'm such an East Coast girl at heart. That's, you know, that's really my, all my family's out here. And it's... it's Brynn, they
0: all fall. They all go to LA at some point. They all go to LA. Oh, please. Mm
2: -hmm. You you know what? I, I'm going to, like, I love New York with my whole heart and soul. And, you know, LA's always going to be there unless, like... There's some kind of crazy tsunami on the fault line, but it's always going to be there. I love
0: I her. I, Brent, deadass. I like have anxiety about going to LA because I'm worried. Like, I've lived in LA before, and I think about the earthquakes. And even if I'm yeah. not worried about a major earthquake, but I'm like, just the tremor. You're like always like one. You're always like, was that an earthquake? Like, was it's an just earthquake
1: like, in New York City a few years ago? Or
2: my I-
0: yeah? Well, there's one on the East Coast that like damaged yeah, the you know, like Washington a few, Monument. It happens.
2: Yeah, it's it it's too far between and they're not that scary. What if I, I like brought
0: on Bill Nye right now and he's <laughs> dropped in and explained Yeah, uh, come on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: like I just there's some energy about the East Coast. I wrote a lot of my the songs on the EP out um in the out in sorry, LA, but there's there's a part of me that's always here and I, I'm just obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with everything to do with where I'm from. And I think, especially being outside of New York, there's something growing up outside, knowing that it's there and knowing that it's like a destination that like dreamers can, you know, accomplish everything that, you know, that you wanna do. It's, I think it puts this drive under me and it always has. And so, because it's something that, you know, it's like attainable, it's it's not that far. I can drive there if I want to. And yeah. I, that's really magical. And I, I just, I have, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with the music that is made in New York and, and um, in Boston, and everything. Like, I think there's a different energy to it that I just, I love. Yeah. Can I do it? I
1: can't do it. <laughs> I can't. you like, daily life. What is it like waking up you on a Wednesday morning from morning to night?
0: When um, <laughs> I mean, you're not doing an interview, when you're not yeah. doing, an interview.
2: doing interviews, I am. I'm trying to graduate high school within the next week, so oh, I'm just like, I'm like, I want to see my math. Like, we don't want to do oh, that. <laughs> <"I'm> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do school all day long pretty much uh, my friends just graduated because I left my public school because of traveling and everything so my friends all just graduated from my, the public school in my town and I'm just like guys we can't talk about summer like we I can't do it I'm not there yet a um, real summer. I- I'm gonna be graduating like hopefully in the next <laughs> few weeks. They're just like, a, they're gonna send me my diploma in the mail. It's like a really strange. I you know
0: it's cool. It is probably at some point if you hadn't happened already, probably it has happened already because you still technically go there. You'll get a little like section in the glass case. Kind of by the arts and music hall, you know, oh, like, you know, as a as a I, was, I honestly
2: wasn't there long enough. Like in my the.
0: Oh, they don't care. They'll still make. They'll still. They, mix, I they might. Know. I mean, I still yeah. like
2: to go. Like sometimes I go and watch my friends that play sports and everything. Like I just, I'm if I'm home, I just kind of try to stop by when I can. But a lot of times I'm just working and you know, someone did on my own thing. But. I think it's really fun living the best of both worlds vibes. Like I love being Hannah Montana. It's kind of, I, mm. I think it's so fun. I, I get to, I like- to
0: Yeah, you are, you're like, you're like, you're like in Hannah
2: it. Montana. Yeah. And it's kind of I mean, ironic
0: and you're, yeah, and, you're, and, you're, uh, and your parents probably don't want you to go through a, you know, 2014 Miley phase. Oh yeah. You know? That's probably something they I don't they want do, but I,
2: I will Bring forever defend me. my girl Miley and I mm. love her with my whole- Shout my out to Miley
1: Paris. Yeah. How do you feel about her new album? Have you listened to it? I have not. I actually haven't either, but I hear it's- really- I like you brought it up. And oh wait, blast, is it, it. the Plastic Arts one? Yeah, the Plastic oh one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've
2: heard it, it's so good. I was like, is there a new one? Yeah, 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 I have heard that. It's amazing. My friends have uh, heard,
1: yeah, no. know.
0: Brynn, i like to talk about your relationship with uh, Kelly Clarkson, your coach from The yeah. Voice, who's been a mentor of yours beyond just the show. Um, first of all, Whenever I've had competition people on the show, whether it's American Idol or Voice or America's Got Talent, I'm always interested in like the behind the scenes, like how stuff works. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to ask you about is those vocal coaching sessions, you know, and they do the little like montage of you standing by the piano and Kelly's like, t- you know, giving you tips on how to sing a note or something. Yeah. Like what are those sessions actually like once the camera's not just filming it for the the segment?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be very honest, and uh, I had a very different experience on the show as I would say 99% of people. There is very, I don't know anybody that had an experience like me on this show. Um, Kelly, it was Kelly's first season, so there's a different, you know, she's so excited about it, and it was her new thing, and, you know, she was, she's just a great person, so she loves to help people, and uh she and I, um, it, she instantly felt like someone I've known my whole life. Even though I've been like a fan of her my whole life, what and do it
0: was, you see on camera is what you get.
2: Yeah, she's she's really really real, and we had a bond that like that was not normal. We were we were just like playing the show, kind of like a game. We were like, mm, what if we did this, and this, and we'll, we'll bring in these people, and then we'll do this to bring in those, but she really like was trusting of my own ideas, which was super great because I was, you know, I was just a freshman in high school. I didn't think I knew anything. And so to have someone that has had so much success in the industry and someone that is kind and is liked by people, you know, encouraged my own ideas. Like I was kind of running, I was, she let me be involved in a lot of the aspects of the performance. Like, and that's not normal. Like I was, I was emailing, you know, the production team and, you know, the band and we were just kind of, I was, I can be a bit of a control freak, but I just, I have a way that I, and I have the vision and she saw that vision and trusted me to go for it. And so we were just like constantly plotting. Like we were talking all the time. Like, I don't know, I no one that I know of has that same experience. Um, so, but we had a blast. Like it was, we talk about it even now. And it was like, that was so, we just had fun together and it was, it was a blast and- But there's and some
0: hard work that goes into these songs, into these performances, you know? Um,
2: I just saw like that. Cause they, I mean, honestly, it's like, you get how like, it's so rare that you get to be on a stage that you're not having to pay for like production. <laughs> you I,
0: are on Kelly's show. Uh, I guess a week was, um, pretty recently.
2: Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I, that was just kind of like an acoustic, like just wanting to, you know, show if I could. And Kelly, ha- I had shown Kelly that song when I first wrote it and, um, she hadn't really heard it since. So she, uh, it was like her reintroduction, reintroduction of if I could. And she was like crying. It was so funny. Um, We had a blast.
0: Now you, you, that frame we just showed you're, you're playing an acoustic guitar and Mm -hmm. I feel like you're really at home on a, on an acoustic guitar. It's, it's a comfort, it's comfortable to you enjoy writing and playing on it. Um, And I noticed all the songs in the EP, even the ones that have more of a dance pop feel to them, there's an acoustic guitar in it somewhere. There's, a feeling of like organic back porch, like backyard cookout kind of vibe to it. So, how important is that to you to maintain that kind of organic sound and not just go into like Lady Gaga sampled space pop, you know?
2: Um, I, you know, like I said, I just kind of wanted it to be because I'm, I have like so many inspirations of you know i am i'm obsessed with lady Gaga. i'm like whatever like i'm a little monster right until i die like mm-hmm. um and i have i'm like really heavily inspired by florence and the machine and coldplay and uh, youtube brian you like all those sounds i'm i'm really obsessed with like uh you know like 70s guitar sounds with like 80s um drum beats like I, I, that's like my bread and butter but i knew i was like and i was talking to the label and i we were like we have to make you have to do like this step one first like so that we can really set it up and there's a place to go off from and uh yeah i mean it wasn't really intentional with the acoustic guitars i'm, I'm much more of a piano person anyway my piano's like right there because um, i can i'm a visual person so i could be creative like that um guitar i actually really struggle with but yeah. Yeah. if it's Simple, I can actually, I can do it. <laughs> that, like, was, that was, such an,
0: that was an, such an assumption that I had. I, I hear the acoustic guitar. I see you in the acoustic guitar and I'm like, you must be comfortable. And you're like, ah, not, not <laughs> as much as you
2: think. In, in some settings I am. I, I mean, I write, I do write some songs on guitar. Um, a lot of times I write songs on piano and then like convert them to guitar depending on what the vibe is. But
1: uh, mm-hmm. uh, so would you prefer the piano or guitar? Because There are, there's both on this new key.
2: Yeah, I'm so, I'm a piano girl. Like I will forever, I'm just a lot more comfortable. It's like, it's my home. It's my happy place. I've been playing since I was like five years old. And I was never, I never had to be told to practice. It was always just like an escape for me. And uh, there's just something about the piano that I'm just really obsessed with. Um, but uh, however, I didn't want to make, I didn't want based on a true story to be like, just ballads. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's when you're just doing something simple with piano, it's so easy for it to be only ballads, so I knew that we had to, you know, offer some things up and, you know, do what we had to do. And I'm, I'm a sucker for an acoustic guitar when it could be like played really beautifully, which is usually not by me.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about based on a true story. So freaking heartfelt. There's so many elements to this that felt really true to you.
2: Um, what was it like writing this album? It was, it was a very uh, reflective experience and. Truly insane because I was I was just kind of trying to meet as many writers as possible. I was learning how to write with other people, um, and it's kind of just documenting that time in my life after the show where I'm trying to um, connect to my friends again, and you know relive these high school experiences that I thought I had like long gone and I was gonna lose. And uh, well, you know, talking about spirituality and my family and how I feel about uh, love and all those kind of things. Uh, but it was it was definitely it has made me such a better songwriter and it has affirmed my love for that. And there's just a lot of truth, truths that have come out of it. And um, even though most of it was written in 2019, uh, there was the last song Jane was written just a couple months ago and we just like wrapped it up right before uh, we dropped the EP and it was kind of just that missing piece we didn't know we needed. Uh, and it, it's just, it kind of, I can't like describe it other than it's like a divine experience. And I just feel like a lot of the songs just like fall out of the sky into my lap and I have to like grab them quick or else they're gonna go. Um, and that's that's just like what it is. And I just had a blast doing it. And I was really doing like two weeks at home and like three weeks away for a solid seven months of my life so that I could like do the most I could while I was home and like talk to all my friends and like, you know, dive into what they're doing and how they're like boyfriends, girlfriends, everything's going. And then I was just write about it. <laughs>
0: do you find that your friends think it's really, how do you, how have your friends, the ones you've known (laughs) since you were five years old, how they reacted to your success? I mean, how do you still maintain contact? You still have the same relationships you had.
2: Yeah, it was, it was really hard. I mean, you know, we were all freshmen in high school when I was on the show and I think that's just a really hard time. It's really weird to like, you know, nobody's like reaching out to people that it's just like a strange, you know, you're still kind of like, Feeling the disgustingness from middle school, and it's just like a weird time in your life, especially then when your friend is like on TV. Uh, so, there's a lot, there's a while where it was pretty isolating, and I, that's why I just didn't like the idea of winning alone, and that's why I don't like to want to do that again. <laughs> like, I, I love the idea of having amazing collaborators around me that, so we can be winning together, and it just feels so much better. But, and then I went touring with Kelly, and it was just like, I was really secluded from my friends, and so I made a promise to myself at the end of that tour that I wanted to remember what it felt like to be 16 again at the time. So then I just that's that's what based on a true story was, was that promise to myself and having it actually happen. And then I was, you know, I just wanted it to be authentic. And and I knew I knew I had it in me. I was just having to, like, play pretend of being like a very old Sixteen-year-olds, so I was like, kind of over it. I was like, this feels phony for, bit, for
0: me. You mentioned the song Jane, and, and Demi likes that song. She, we were talking about before you came on. Um, it's really different. It's really a departure from the rest of the EP. It's slower. Yeah. The instrumentation's a little different. So, tell us about that song and and where it came from.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, the song, like I said, all those songs were written in 2019 and then, um, you know, COVID happened in 2020 and I was writing, you know, I'm kind of like always five steps ahead. So I'm always like writing things for the future. And I was doing a lot of that. And then, but it was also really hard to write in 2020 because there was so much going on and what I had to say didn't feel important. And uh, so I got really stuck for a while, was writing again, blah, blah, blah. And then January of 2021 came and Um, Like, you know, you see someone that you really love, uh, that you kind of missed a chance on, you missed an opportunity on. I was kind of being a very stubborn person in 2020. I was like kind of blocking myself away and not letting people that really love me into my life and um, thought I was doing it to be strong. And I really thought I was like, oh no, I'm good. Like, you know, you went through a breakup and you thought you were fine. And then you see them with somebody new and you're like thinking I kind of was just like reflecting on all these times you, you would like I started like typing out text messages and then was like delete delete delete, delete. Like, it was kind of just like reflecting on me being so many times in throughout 2020 of like want to hang out like want blah, 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 all these texts that I never sent and all like the things I never said and I was I was just like I was like the most miserable and heartbroken I've ever been in my life and it was so dramatic and as it is, but that's Mm -hmm. what we love about it. And, um, I had my mom sleep with me that night and we were just kind of talking about it. And I was just like, man, I like, these are such fatal flaws. And I, I don't, this person I care about so much. And I swear to God, if I never, like, if I just miss my chance, I'm really gonna hate myself forever. It was like, I I was being all over the top. And, um, (laughs) I imagine just my mom, we were just talking about like, I was just thinking about all the names that she almost named me and she almost named me Jane. So that next morning I woke up and the first thing I did, I literally like stumbled out of bed, came right, literally right there and just started writing the song called Jane all about about all of that. And um, it was heartbreaking and like, I just kept crying, <laughs> so uh, you know. And I just, I was just writing it to write it, and I sent it to the label because I was like, I, I, it's really pretty. Like I was like, I kind of like this, and it was like almost six minutes long at the time. I just like sent it over. They're like, that's
0: what uh, that's what record labels love: six minute long songs from someone like, who's like, never recorded an album it. before. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. They're like, we need to cut it, but this is that needs to go on the EP. And I was like, oh shoot, like. I guess I, I, I get it and it's so funny because now the whole EP is like this full circle thing and it just it makes a lot of sense to me. So I, I love that song.
1: Chevin Rodrigo asks, um, can you ask Brian uh, what her favorite song in hers is hard to read in her EP and her favorite cover on social media? Ooh. Yeah.
2: Um, my favorite song on my EP, it always changes. They're all like my children. I guess because I was just thinking about Jane, that's probably my favorite right now, right? That this second, but like ask me in an hour and it could be something different. Um, but uh, cover on social media, like what I'd like to cover. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, don't guess... know.
0: I don't know if he means cover that you've done or cover <laughs> no. that you've seen someone else do, or I guess someone else does, but I, I don't, that's kind of a, yeah.
2: I don't know. I guess. I mean, I love when people just like take random. Like, I just have like such a soft spot for like when people do Drake covers and they just are so like peaceful and beautiful and they're not like you know they're just like done really acoustically and pretty. There's something about like a woman
0: like those Bryce Avenue kind of things. You yeah, know? because I mean, yeah. Drake
2: is such an emotional artist, but there's something about like a soft girl covering Drake that's just like every time it just I love it. <laughs> that's my favorite. Before we
0: let you go, Bryn, um, Let's talk about your summer plans. What have you got going on? Any shows? Any, uh, now you I'm got this big this EP to, to promote? And you know, so what, what do you got going on the next two or three months?
2: Yeah, um, I we are not stopping anytime soon. There will be like, you know, we kind of took the EP was originally gonna drop in 2020, and so that there was a big wait, and there will never be that kind of wait again for my music. Um I, you know, I started already writing. The next project. I already know what the project after that's going to look like. Um, you know, I have I, I have a lot of um, things in the air right now of ideas of getting out and playing shows and seeing some people. Um, but it's really, we're just, you know, we're just working on it all and I and I'm just really excited about um, the music that's coming up and the music that's out right now. It just feels like a really good. Um, I just wanted it to come out before I graduated high school. I was like this needs to come out now. Um, because I'm, I'm already, we gotta go, we got I'm moving. So I'm, I'm just really excited um, to just, I'm going, I'm gonna be in New York a lot and uh, just writing my little heart out.
0: <laughs> well, Bimmy can take you to some weird underground punk shows that she does. So, <laughs> oh
2: boy, I'm kind of yeah. scared of that, but I'll come. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bren, we will let you go. We're really excited for, for the new EP and we're really excited to hear where you go with your career. Thank
2: you so much, thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. All right, guys, that was Bryn Cartelli. Demi. She was kind of like a, a little dimmy, little dimmy, little junior dimmy.
2: Why why would you say you
1: I would take her to, to weird punk shows? You don't scare the girl, Jordan. No, I, th- <laughs> I think
0: I think, yeah, maybe maybe she'd enjoy it. I don't know. I do I do like that. Um, I, I think it's cool that she's into Brian Eno. I think uh, one thing about competition shows, um, American Idol, whatever, is most of the people who win those shows end up doing like really mainstream pop music mm-hmm. and I think it's cool that she's got this in her back pocket she's got this love of more ethereal 70s kind of strange you know uh, soundscapes uh, that she kind of threw in around the EP so it's I'll, I'll be interested to see like how much of that carries over into future releases and when she ha- when she makes a, f- a full length album so okay guys next week we have two big shows on Tuesday, we've got Goo Goo Dolls uh, about that. And on Wednesday, we've got Chris Gethard. So, we got comedy and music next week. So, until then, we will see you later.